0: Hi, this is Guru Brando, your host of the Positively Entertaining Conversations podcast with my curious guest, Alex.
1: Good evening, Guru Brando. Thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Tune into our conversation to learn what you don't know about personal beliefs and how they affect our behaviors. So has this ever happened to you, Alex? Have you ever gone somewhere driving and you want to park in the most convenient parking spot and it's open you see it it's Mm -hmm. like raining and you go to park and you see a shopping cart in the parking spot and you're like oh my god why why can't someone just put the parking or put the cart back in the cart return why do they leave the stupid thing in the parking spot do you ever ask yourself that question
1: sometimes but i realize that like they did that for a reason probably like either they were too lazy or maybe they were having a bad day or maybe they forgot it like their kids are yeah. being a hooting and hollering bunch
0: you did not just say who i did oh no, you and Quentin.
1: clinton what's wrong with y'all you mean q
0: quentin q whatever <laughs> so um you realize in that moment when it's raining and you want to park in that spot you realize that oh well, somebody was just having a bad day, so they left it. I always, no, you I always don't.
1: get hit with the compact car, too. Like, oh, that's. There's the a short car. Too, yeah.
0: But that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you realize, in the moment, you realize that they probably had some other crap going on.
1: Or they and, were too lazy.
0: Well, if you realize that they were probably too busy, had their hands full, whatever, mm-hmm. and they just didn't do it. That eases that feeling a little bit, right? Because you're like, oh, they're human. I've done that too. But have you? That's the question. And that's why it's offensive. Yeah. If you have, and you've had people point that out, then, you know, obviously you get pissed about it. But the whole reason why I get mad about it is because my belief is if you get something out, you put you put it up. That's like, it's called a cart return for a reason and so it's very frustrating because my belief truly is that
1: but if it gets you that heated over it then you know that you're gonna go out and and fix it
0: i i am but like i said hold on my belief Mm -hmm. that one thing affects my behavior right and you said that it would make me motivate me to go and fix that right but the first thing it motivates me to do is ask the question the first thing it motivates me to do is lash out in a hysterical way and right. say, what's wrong with people? Right. It's society. Yeah. It's, society. it's society. Every, society. Everybody's just awful. Nobody listens. No one knows how to do anything. Sometimes I get stuck there. I think a lot of people get stuck there, especially like in this climate right now. Um, do you feel like you can often see your way through it?
1: Yeah. I'm a pretty reasonable person when it comes to parking lots, Okay, I would like to say.
0: But what do you not feel very reasonable with when it comes to your behavior?
1: What, just in general?
0: Yeah, what is one behavior you're admitting right now to the, to the listeners and to me? You're admitting that you have a behavior that you're a little um, ashamed about.
1: Um, if I have one thing that I control and you know about this, if I have one thing that I feel like I have full control over and then somebody messes with it, I lash out and I get really mad. Like for instance, the van, um, if if some unnamed person leaves an empty YooHoo box in the van.
0: Wow. That was pretty, pretty much naming them. That was shady. You don't know who I'm
1: talking about because it was two different people that did it.
0: Oh, I know. Anyway, go ahead.
1: And um, then I see that, and I know I put a little Walmart bag in in the very front, the very front where everyone, the front middle where everyone can see it and mm-hmm. everybody can get okay.
0: to it. Perfect convenient
1: up. location, and then they leave them back there.
0: Okay, Please. so listen, you said perfect convenient location mm-hmm. for you,
1: for me, and for anyone who exits
0: the van through how about putting one in the back where they might use it oh see look that's big brain why would it be difficult when you hand it to them mm -hmm. and you tell them to put it in a convenient location that they'll use and then you walk away from it and then when they don't then you can say that there's a problem because you set them up yes absolutely But only if you put your hand in it, and as then, if you're wearing it, yeah. like like the shoe on. And your then I hand. put yeah.
1: my daggers right there in mm-hmm. the toe, yep. and beat them, yeah, just like that.
0: Then you can do that. Yes. Okay. No, you can't. <laughs> Let's not promote violence. Um, so when you feel like someone else is stepping on your boundary, which is what Quentin uh, Q and I've Q-ball. been talking about, <laughs> like no. Uh, Q and I have been talking about the boundaries, you know, that we establish and why we establish them because we have a belief behind them, right? So if you establish this boundary like you are, your belief is that you're in control of that vehicle. And that's what you expressed just now. Yes. And what if I told you that control was only an illusion? We don't control anything. You don't control the van. Well,
1: I'm not. We don't illusion.
0: control it either. I realize that. Yeah. So the moment that you realize that you have to kind of give up control, then things start to feel better. Because then you say, okay, what's my belief behind this? I believe I can control this because, why? Why do you feel like you're in control of the van?
1: Because I put, I went through all the effort of cleaning it.
0: Okay, put a pause there. So any other time before the moment that you cleaned the van, who cleaned the van?
1: Mom did mom cleaned the van before
0: well yeah mom and so mom and i cleaned the van before it was your responsibility right? right
1: well it wasn't my responsibility
0: have you ever left anything out of place in the van i
1: have before
0: okay so what did mom and i do
1: um either you didn't see it like if it was in the back seat or you said alex pick up your ding dang trash
0: or we said, um, "Sorry, it got thrown away because you left it out in the van." Or, "Sorry, it got lost because you left it out in the van."
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's your responsibility to clean up after yourself. But um, when it was time to clean out the van, we had to do it. It was our energy, our effort. Right, right. We didn't force y'all to help us because, let's face it, y'all wouldn't have ever mm-hmm. helped us. So I cleaned
1: the van because I had to have. I had to drive.
0: So how do you think that mom and I felt when we cleaned the van and y'all would trash
1: it? Um, Probably the same way I felt when I like with the yuhus, the aforementioned yuhus.
0: Okay, so how did you feel though? I mean, disappointed. There you go.
1: Which is like, come on! I I went through all the trouble of cleaning it, and I also set out something
0: for you. you Went. You were upset because they weren't acknowledging your effort. Right. Right. Okay. So, in not acknowledging your effort, they're saying that your effort wasn't valuable to them, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so why do you think your effort would be valuable to them? What do you mean? Why should they value your effort?
1: Um, if they want to ride around in a clean van, if they want me to drive their friends with them okay. somewhere, like they're gonna remember that, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, are you gonna make sure the van's clean?"
0: So, so you want them to value your effort for their own game?
1: Yes, I don't expect. How them to about respect my effort? Whoa, whoa, whoa. But
0: they should, and and that's where you're having the disconnect. But I realize
1: that they're young.
0: They are young, but no matter your age you can show respect for yeah. for it's your surroundings and you can I be expect. aware.
1: It's not something I expect.
0: But you should. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't expect to reward them, them to actually do that because you're rewarding them. You're trying to control something that that you don't need to control. You need to let them know that hey, if I'm going to drive you around, my boundary is, you got to clean up after yourself. Or I'm not going to drive you around. Okay. So that's a fact. You set your boundary and your belief is because my energy is, is important enough for you to respect. So you need to respect my authority, right? So you want them to respect you, but how are you respecting them at their age? Because you can't respect them as a 16 year old. So how do you respect them on their level at their age so they can then respect you at your age?
1: Um, how do I now, or how should I?
0: No, how do you now? How do you respect them at their age that says, you are younger than me, I am doing you a favor as an older sibling and giving you wise advice? Um,
1: wait, okay, so just to be clear,
0: in what regard do you to do the fan
1: or just how I respect
0: and, them? In regard right now, we're talking about the fan. So in regard to the van, how are you letting them know that you need respect? How are you respecting
1: them? I um, allow them to control their temperature and to sit wherever they would like and to recline the seats if they feel so inclined to. And I give them basically all the freedom except for to drive or to... Do pressed
0: Okay. Oh Lord, yeah, please don't. I don't
1: think they would.
0: Oh, I think Oliver totally would. No. If he could get his cheeks free out that window, <laughs> oh he would totally. That's a little me. He would cheeks free out the window. Oh yeah. I would drop trout and put those cheeks out that window. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother <laughs> issue. Okay. So back to that point. So in order to get them to respect you, you have to show them respect for their age. Yes. So if Oliver is acting like a nine year old, how what does that look like to you? What does that nine year old look like to you? If he if he's exhibiting his nine year old freedom that you're talking about.
1: Right.
0: It looks like what? It looks like him switching seats, him taking his seatbelt off.
1: Oh, it probably him yelling at his game or yelling at um the other unnamed brother
0: okay well you know that the seatbelt rule is concrete so you yes. can never allow them that freedom right
1: okay and he doesn't he doesn't will do okay well
0: because you said you would let him sit wherever they wanted yeah so you mean initially when they get in okay so you can pick the spot and, set where you want
1: yeah and lucas i allow him to sit in the front if it's just me and him
0: okay okay Don't know about that. Don't know if he's tall enough. We might talk about that. Well, because there's an airbag in the front. Um, So we'll have to check on that. But you need to be sure that you reinforce with them that it's okay as long as I'm not in motion. If you're having fun, you're being silly, there's rules that apply. They need to know why. So you tell them why. Because it's distracting. It's distracting, and you can say, when you're playing a video game, if I started hollering and screaming at Quentin behind you, wouldn't you get distracted? They would be able to relate. That's what I mean by showing them on their level, okay? So be sure you're relating those those issues. But understand plain and clear that you're not in control of that van at all. Right. You know, I, I wish that you were. I wish that we were. But no one is, because anytime you introduce another person into it, you have another perspective, so you share it. You share the perspective, you don't control the perspective. And if you are, it, you're you know controlling the entire narrative of the experience. And if you started out that way, that's how it's going to end up. So, for the future, if you want to circumvent any sort of disrespect to what you feel is your controlled boundary, what do you have to do?
1: realize that i am not in control of the van and what they do is
0: you're in control of what you're not in control of the van but you're in control of what myself your your boundaries boundaries. right and so really so well it really is about boundaries and you need to say that you need to say okay this is my boundary this is my belief and this is my behavior because of it so your behavior of being a good nice sister and taking them to places and allowing them the respect of their age.
1: And allowing them to drink drinks and that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> all of those things are because you need to now have the belief of what? you in, Instead of having the belief that you're in control of the van, you need to have that belief that you're only in control of your boundaries. And you set those boundaries. What do you do when those boundaries are too tough?
1: Too tough?
0: Yeah, so if the boundaries are too tough for the for the kids or anyone if they that's in there respect
1: them or if they
0: Yeah. If your boundaries are being crossed too much and your belief holds strong. Your belief to that boundary holds strong. I feel like people should be able to put things up when they get them out. And that's the same struggle that you have as the struggle that I have. It's learned behavior, a, you know. And B, it's common sense, you know. So we expect them to follow that golden rule. So what do you do when they don't?
1: When they don't follow my, my boundaries for the van?
0: If Yeah, if they trigger you, what do you do?
1: I tell them flat out, what you're doing is triggering me. I don't like it. And if you're going to ride in the van, then you're going to respect my boundaries if I'm the one driving.
0: That is all false. That's what you should do. But that's not what you do. What do you do when they you? Oh, you're what
1: triggered? I do? I first off, I'm like, hey, stop! If I'm being as blunt, as, that is as so I can, mom voice. Stop. Okay, you're not gonna ride around with me if you're gonna be doing this. That's what I said
0: Sometimes you kick him out of the vehicle. Sometimes I
1: kick him out of the vehicle. That one time I kicked him out of the vehicle because he was pushing all my buttons.
0: Okay, but you need to realize that.
1: It was an inappropriate thing to do, and I I shouldn't have done it, and I do regret it.
0: And, uh, right, and what did you do to follow up?
1: I talked with him about it, and I apologized, and it's bettered me.
0: You acknowledged that what you did was totally out of control. It affected that belief that you were in control is what affected that behavior that had you kick him out of the vehicle, right? So... Is there any other thing that you can honestly say a hundred percent, you know, that you need to work on whenever it comes to your behavior?
1: What, um, I need to work on communication in the way of like, I need to make sure that what I'm saying, like, even if I'm triggered, what I'm saying should not trigger them. Like if, if some, if Lucas throws a box at my head and I, and then I curse at him, then, that wasn't the appropriate response like my buttons are pushed but that doesn't give me an excuse to push his buttons right so if i'm like in the van and then he i don't know spits in my ear or something gross i don't that know that would be really gross <laughs> that would be and finappy.
0: he would never do that but okay
1: <laughs> no. or he like let's say he reaches up and turns on the light
0: yeah that's annoying
1: and then he used say, to do that a lot lucas turn off the light then that's wrong. I shouldn't do no, that. That was I should, scary. Or I should say, hey, do you want to turn off the light? I, I don't Oh, yeah, passive-aggressive. that's passive
0: aggressive crap.
1: I would say, Lucas, can you please turn off the light?
0: Yeah, but that's only because you've made a mistake
1: in you learned yeah, a lot dry. of the time, a lot of the time I'm passive aggressive or like earlier today, um, I got on the phone with mom because I wasn't seeing Lucas. So, I got on the phone because I was supposed to pick him up and I was like, hey, did you, just to be clear, or like, Lucas is at school, right? You didn't pick him up or anything because he was taking a while to come out. And um, and then as soon as I got onto the phone, um, Quentin had turned up something on his phone, and that's all I could hear. I couldn't even hear the own, my own phone ring. And it seems like, like at that moment, I was like, "Oh, he's doing that to spite me," mm, and I knew mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't. So then I was like, hey, Quentin, can you turn that down?" But it came out really aggressively. Mm. So. I was like, ooh.
0: so now you're becoming more aware of how you say things, not just what you say. Yeah. And that's just a new realization. What was the pivotal moment for you that you realized that you were out of control with your behaviors?
1: Whenever we were having the talk after I kicked him out of the van and then he said, like, how he was being so genuine. He had no idea that I was actually like that mad over it. And like I thought all this time he was doing that to spite me, but he really wasn't.
0: That's when you realize it's not all about like, you all the time. Holy
1: crap, I'm crazy.
0: <laughs> ah. It is the same realization that we have all in this house had at one point <laughs> or another. Holy crap. Well, think about it. We have in this house seven people. Right. And you are on a daily basis able to deal with six different personalities.
1: Okay.
0: Excluding your own. Which is volatile, something else to deal with, but you see what I'm saying, and that's inside your life, and outside your life, you have your friends, you Mm -hmm. have your teachers, you have all of the community people that you see, you know, you have influences, but then you also have the World Wide Web. Wow, that feels weird saying that the World Wide Web. Um, but you have all those external influences too Yeah, that tell you this is how a 17-year-old or 16-year-old behaves. What does that do for those beliefs? Because we talked about the belief behind the behavior, right? So when you get all those influences at 16 that say behave like this, behave like that, what keeps you from following some of those more dangerous trends or more of those toxic type relationships?
1: Mm, Well, it's all based on my values, which are learned from you and from mom and from grandpa. And it's like, that's what drives me. I'd like to think that I'm very well morally grounded. Um, And
0: I would like to think that too. It doesn't mean that you are, but it means I would like to think that you are.
1: Right, so um, I I know when to say stop. Like if, for example, because this is the first thing that came to my mind, if somebody offers to for me to hit their jewel or whatever, I'm like, dude, that's stupid.
0: Oh, the vape yeah. thing.
1: There's a lot of people in the school who are still jeweling, and I and the
0: they call it that jeweling.
1: Yeah. That's oh, what Lord. J-U-U-L-
0: I didn't know that because uh, so just, and then
1: there's people that I, I smoke have on, pot
0: through a bong.
1: <laughs> there's people that I have on Snapchat that are selling pods that I I just don't engage, and it's it's just like I, it's my values that keep me because I know there that you go. I know that especially seeing that you and mom have both gone through smoking and then quitting, and you're still vaping, and mom stopped doing that. Um, like I know it's bad for me and i, I realize w- the warning signs because you've talked to me so much about it yeah
0: about how much addiction sucks because that's what it is forget the health problems just the mental part of it is what sucks the most it's the hardest to get over but so you determine your values based on your expectations of your life
1: based on my expectations my experiences and from you but that's what your I'm own saying, mom's wisdom.
0: yeah I mean because you take all the wisdom of the world that you gain and you determine your values from it and that's how you it. behave yeah so your belief structure you would say is pretty sound in making choices right now that are right for you at 16. So what do you have to do to make sure that your choices stay right for you at say 25? What would you have to do to take stock of that that behavior?
1: What do you like? How to keep on track?
0: Yeah. How, because at some point you say, okay, I'm 18, you know, am I still doing the same thing I was doing at 16? At some point you say, okay, I'm 25. Am I behaving like a 13 year old? You know, look at mom and I, I behave most of the time. Like I'm 15. Unless, unless I am in a professional capacity.
1: Yeah. Um, personally, I don't think, it's possible to stay exactly the same unless you you're extremely, extremely sheltered. Like if you're in some, some sort of cave somewhere for, for 30 years, then you might not Or change. if you're
0: from Spearman, Texas, USA. Hello.
1: Hello. <laughs> so like people change and life gives out constant reality checks.
0: There you go. So
1: it's, it's very incredible incredibly difficult to stay the same.
0: So then what you do is you must stay aware. Mm -hmm. And so you have to practice, right? You have to practice other perspectives. So it's only through adventure. And that's the big thing. Adventurous behavior is what leads to solid belief structure. Because if you only have one perspective, That's all you ever have. Mm -hmm. It's not a solid belief structure. It's somebody else's that was built for you. So only through your own experience. So keep experiencing things. And speaking of on our next podcast, it'll be the part two to this. It will be how do your beliefs guide you in life? Because we were just talking about that. How has that belief that you don't want to repeat the mistakes that you have seen how does that belief keep you honest, wholesome, and valuable to yourself? Are you looking forward to it? I guess I am. Could you be a little more excited?
1: Yes. Ouch. Oh,
0: that really <laughs> hurt. Okay. So join Alex and I again, Guru Brando, on Tuesday, Tuesday right? This is Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Thursday. So on Tuesday. Pizza. Oh, it is Pizza not. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So Tuesday. You were just
1: talking about uh, staying aware. I guess you forgot about. I
0: totally did. I forgot it was Thursday. See, thanks for calling me out. I've had a busy day. Anyway, we will um, be talking Tuesday at eight o'clock. Join us then. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, listeners.
1: Uh, wait, wait. Got to bring it. We have to bring it full circle with the card example. So next time, just put the card in the return.
0: Oh, yeah. See, that's like, be kind, please rewind. That was a VHS tape there blockbuster it is. Yes. thing. Be kind, please rewind. So just put your daggum cart back in the cart return so I'm not losing my mind in my car. Thank you. That's your <laughs> PSA. We'll, we'll be talking Tuesday.